This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? have a story to tell but what makes each one different is not how the story ends but rather the place where it begins mama says if we went across the water they wouldn't understand the way we talk if they can't understand you then they're not listening you know who you are don't you your buddy from belfast where everybody knows you BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And today, well, or rather this week, we've got a throwback in some senses, right? It's two stuff we missed, sis, um, because basically there were a bunch of films uh, that came out in 2021 that just never made it to our shores and have finally become available here, both on HBO. And we're starting things off with Sir Kenneth Branagh's Belfast. You know, I feel like if ever there was a movie that I read about, kind of thought, mm, I think I might like it, and then just never got around to it. Because one, it didn't come here legitimately. And then I kind of forgot. I'm so glad that you reminded us that, that it's on HBO now and that we decided to do this because I love this movie so much. I'm so glad I watched it. Uh, my only regret is actually that I didn't get to watch it on a large screen. Oh, it's such a large screen movie. Like it is such a cinema movie, this thing. Um, you know how there are some movies, right? That when they start, like the moment they start, you know that you're going to love the movie. Like it's going to be a solid two hours. Belfast is is one of those movies, like 100%. Um, from the opening needle drop with uh, Van Morrison's Down to Joy. Like, you know, you know, it's going to be a solid two hours. You know, it's going to be a good movie. There's going to be quality here. Um, it's so warm. There's so much of warmth and joy and a kind of coziness that's very like authentic throughout the movie. You know that there's a lot of love put into it. Um, it's it's very heartfelt. It's not fabricated or it's not um, it's not produced. Like it comes from a very deep and personal place. I loved it. I love this movie so much. It made me feel nostalgia for something that I was never a part of. Yes. Like this, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I adored this movie. I wasn't really sure what to expect. I knew I would like it well enough. Um, it seemed all these things, right, like warm and situated in a place and telling a coming of age story of a young boy, like lots of things that are there to enjoy. And I didn't expect to feel so, so soul fed. Like I came out of this mm -hmm. movie feeling satiated and, and like I'd been hugged for like 90 minutes and I just really, really enjoyed it. And what I like best about it is that it is really emotional and funny and just a, a cute, in some ways, small movie. And you could view it that way because it is in some senses about the troubles in Northern Ireland, but it's really about how the troubles affected one family and then trickling down one child. Uh, so you could view it just as the story of one person, one family. Um, but then the cinematic flourishes that exist, the ways in which people are framed through buses, framed through windows, um, the, the use of black and white, which I thought made a lot of sense, the celebration of film. There's a lot of smaller 
arty things that I really, really enjoyed in Belfast. And I think that summary is more or less it, right? Because it focuses on the story of Buddy, uh, whom you heard a little bit of there, his brother, mother, father, grandparents, and them just trying to make a life in Belfast right at the beginnings of the the conflict that was about to break out between the, the Catholics and the Protestants and the fact that streets are starting to close down. Um, you know, his father isn't always with them and they have a big decision to make. So it's been quite famously talked about in interviews as one of Kenneth Branagh's most personal projects, right? Um, he wrote it, he directed it. And I think that in some ways is not even as close to the truth as it really is once you start watching the movie because Kenneth Branagh um, was a child during the Troubles and then... In Belfast. In Belfast. And then he later migrated to uh, to... Brit to England, oh my God, yes, to England. And um, I think so much of this movie, the frame through which it's told, so cleverly has that feel. It's very squarely told through the point of view of a young boy. Um, and so because of that, you don't understand or, or it's not important to understand the details of why, um, you know, there's a problem with taxes, but you don't really know what it is beyond what you hear the parents talking about. Even the troubles, the the, the whole um, clash between the Protestants and the Catholics is not necessarily gone into via details, but more through uh, fears or experiences and what people say and how it impacts the life of Buddy. And there's something very, I think, simultaneously small, but also grand about the way the story is told. Um, and then, of course, the things that you said, Lynn, the mirroring of cinema and how cinema then goes on to shape so much of how Buddy views the world. Because then there's the the sort of Buddy, Kenneth Branagh, Buddy, Kenneth Branagh. I, I loved so much of that. Um, that was my favorite thing about the movie, all, all the things that you just said, um, how it doesn't get into the the complexities of it's it's so religion is at the core of the story, right? It is about religion, but because Buddy is a kid, we don't get to see um, we don't get to see all the intricate details of why this is happening. So he's more interested in his parents, um, in his friends at school, the girl he likes, uh, in his brother, his grandparents. And there's not a lot of, he couldn't care less about why these adults are fighting. He just wants to live out his childhood. And I love that because this could have very easily become a depressing story about a very bleak time in Belfast. Um, and it is Oscar bait, right, at the end of the day. So it could have been very sad and very, like, mopey and, and telling you this, this true story of a lot of violence that actually happened. Um, I'm so glad it didn't go that way. I'm so glad it didn't go that way. And it still got recognized quite a bit at the Oscars as a movie that's worthy of getting a few awards. So so happy with the way this thing turned out. I don't know about both of you. Did the movie sneak up on you? Because the movie really, really mm. snuck up on 100%. me. 100%. Like yep. when it first opens, like you said, Arvin, it's it's beautiful to look at um, the transition from modern Belfast to 1969 and the going from colour to black and white really took my breath away. When I was watching it, I just thought, oh my goodness, like where are we going? And that immersion into the story is so real. But then, you know, it's a kid's story. Like you said, he's going to school. His parents are dancing. His father, his mother and father have some tensions, but he's not sure what it's about. And it doesn't really matter because his dad's telling dad jokes at the pub. And, you know, it's, it's all very chill and easy. And then 30 minutes, 45 minutes in, as I was watching people talk, um, as I was seeing 
as you, you get to go along on this journey of are they leaving and what does it mean to leave and what does it mean to make Belfast your home, even as all these things are happening, I suddenly felt, you know, that that constantly on the precipice of tears feeling mm. that you get mm-hmm. when you're watching a film and it's getting to you. And by the end, I was just a mess. And I didn't expect that because the film doesn't start off that way. Oh, you can directly measure my... my uh the way my feelings evolved in this movie by the pile of growing tissues beside me because I started off with like, a, you know, coffee and like things are good. Oh, how cute. They're watching the movies. And then slowly, slowly, like I grab one and then like a handful. And then and by the end, I was a mess. And like you said, Armin, actually, a part of me isn't even sure why, because none of this happened to me. I certainly don't mean to say that. But you do end up feeling it the way you remember things when you're a kid. Um, And I think that's one of the powers um, of this film, that you didn't go through this, but you identify what it's like to be a kid battling with a world that seems large and scary when all you really want is to be with your friends and grandparents. Um, And I think that part of it um, really gets to you. And then you also identify with the adults in the situation. Uh, You know, I'm sure we'll talk about how great the performances were. But so many of the actors in this film do such a good job with just small scenes. And yeah, by the end, I was a mess. Some of them just own the scenes that they are in, like completely, right? Um, Can I just say, though, that my my biggest issue with the movie, and Lynn, you said that the black and white made sense. Um, I felt like it made complete sense, but my biggest issue with the movie was that it is in black and white. Because in a lot of scenes, I wanted to see color. uh, Because the bits and pieces of color that we do see in the beginning and then the shots of the the movies that they are watching uh, when they go to watch a play, the shots of color are so beautiful that I was like, oh man, I want this whole movie to look like this. I want I want that cinematography. I want those flashes of color. Um, and then I just kept feeling like the black and white was a bit Oscar Beatty, um, you know, just to make it look more arty. So I don't know. My, I, I love the black and white, but also it, it is my biggest issue. And I wish that there's... I, Yeah, I ended up wishing that there was like a a full colour version out there somewhere for us to watch. So I listened to an interview with uh, Kenneth Branagh in which he talked about the black and white, right? Because obviously he's been asked about it a lot. And he said that it's how he remembers it. And and that kind of made sense to me in contrast to the fact that they go to the movies a lot. And at first, like you said, it seems kind of all fun and games, just the dad taking his kids out until I'm like, are you here to escape your street? Yeah. And, your, and your city, yeah. you know. Um, but anyways, whenever they go to the movies and watch these classic Hollywood films, it's in bright Technicolor, literally Technicolor. And I, I like that contrast. I get what you're saying about the Oscar bait. At one point, there's like a fish and chips that I wasn't sure was a fish and chips <laughs> because of the lack of colour. I was like, oh, that's what it would look like. Uh, but in general, in general, I got that sense that that's how it, that's how he remembers it. And it's a way of, in a way, talking about sadness without actually explicitly talking about sadness? I think it didn't seem unint- it didn't seem intentionally arty and atas to me because it reminded me of how you remember childhood. That you don't mm. remember details, but you remember bursts of things. So for a buddy, it almost felt very natural that he would remember the big screen movies as the splashes of colour and all of these everyday things more as a sort of faded thing. But also just... Katrina Balfe and Jamie Dornan look so gorgeous in black and white that I wouldn't trade that for anything. They look like pin-up stars from yesteryear. 
Maybe for me, it's a small screen thing. It, it might be that also. Like if I saw it in black and white on a big screen in the cinema, then it would have looked beautiful. But I think watching it on a small screen kind of took away a, a, a bit from it. But still a beautiful movie at the end of the day. In general, still angry about not getting to watch it in the cinema. Absolutely. In general, I think that yep. it would just have been so good. We're talking today about Belfast. Uh, this is something that we missed. It came out early last year, but never actually made its way here. Uh, let us know, have you watched it yet? Do you plan to... You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bruce Freddie Morrissey. BFM 89.9. We're looking to cleanse the community a wee bit. You wouldn't want to be the old man out in the street. Touch my family and I'll kill you. Are we going to have to leave Belfast? We'll fight this together. This is it. This is what? This is war. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And together we are doing a Stuff We Missed episode and talking about Belfast, which came out early last year, written and directed by Kenneth Branagh and starring Katrina Balfe, Judi Dench, Jude Hill as Buddy, uh, Jamie Dornan, Kieran Hines. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of Irish actors and then a, a dame kind of thrown in there. <laughs> but I... We've been talking about how much we love the movie and a lot of that rests on the performances. I think the performances are picture and note perfect. So apparently Judy Dench's accent isn't great, but since we are in no position to judge, I'm just going to let that slide and say that in general, the performances are tremendous. Firstly, they very cleverly gave her relatively few lines, so you don't notice quite as much. She's usually just like hovering in the yes, back and then, and then like a look in the window. Yeah. Or like a, a quirk of the <laughs> lip, like, you know, and that's enough from Dame Judy Dench. Oh, you know, looking at the actors in this film, I want to like very irritatingly throw around words like luminous because like that's how great they were. Firstly, though, Jude Hill, um, you know, child actors are tough. If he hadn't been likable as Buddy, if you didn't completely latch on to him from the moment, because there are some scenes that can come across as very precocious, right? But he's so good. He's such, such a great heart of this film. Um, but, you know, I already talked about I already talked about Jamie Dornan and and uh, Katrina Balfe, but Kieran Hines, uh, Judy Dench, just you believe they are a real family. You believe that this couple is in love. Um, you believe that these are this is an older couple that's been together through very tough times. But also with the awareness that you're squarely seeing this through the eyes of their son or their grandson and that there were things around the edges that you might not know. So there's this great layering of performance where there's an adultness about it, but also a sweetness. Um, I loved how all the actors played their roles. I mean, I think uh, Jude Hill completely owns this movie. Like it's his movie. The entire thing just rests on his shoulders and he's a kid, right? Um, and that is saying a lot when you're sharing the screen with a legend like Judy Dench um, and then you get to choose scenery. That is a lot. Um, he's so natural. Like you, it's so easy to just watch him. And I think like the movie doesn't have a lot of plot to it. Like it starts in one place and by the time it ends, it's kind of in the same place. So there's not a lot of progress. There are not a lot of like plot twists or character development. Um, I think you can spend what an hour and a half just for him alone. Like if you like him, um, you can just watch him on screen. Like you you kind of forget that there is a plot in the background. That's how good this this guy is. Um, and the others do a fantastic job as well. But, you know, it, it's Buddy's movie at the end of the day. So 
I I agree with that up to a point. Um, but I really, really loved Katrina Balf. I, I thought that Katrina mm. Balf was it, the other heart, right? Uh, or if if Buddy is the heart, then she's the soul because she's the person who is driving that that other point home about what it means to... So it's one thing for a kid to want to stay in Belfast, right? Um, as things burn, because playground, girl you like, classroom. Um, but it's quite another for an adult raising her children to look at the city and say, no, but I'm not sure I want to leave. And she's in the position of having to do that. And I just thought, I just thought she was so convincing um, that even though you as a viewer know what's going to happen in the next 30 years, um, you're still like, you know what, maybe you're right. Maybe this is where you should raise your children and maybe your your husband should just go to London and join management and it's fine <laughs> and you can just stay here. <laughs> also because there's this scene where she totally sells it, right? She talks about why she doesn't want to leave and... The feelings that you get um, when she talks about what it means to leave your home, uh, what it means to leave all the people that you grew up with. And what it means to maybe not be welcome because yes. of the the moment in time you're in. Yeah, and I don't know whether it's because we're also um, seeing a lot of things happen right now. I was thinking a lot about what's happening with Iran right now and, and the images we're seeing coming out of there. And I was thinking of how difficult it is for people to make this decision, right? And her performance captures that exactly can we also talk about like how beautifully this movie is edited and paced? Like it's such a compact, like tight hour and a half ish. And that's about it. Like it's clean. I was it's shocked so... that it's an hour and a half. I felt like I'd been with these people for years. Right. It's so nice though, the way it's done. And it's so, um, it's so compact. It's so easy to, to digest, to consume. Um, and I say that because there's an alternate ending to Belfast. Uh, it came out on the, the Blu-ray release. It's about six minutes um, and it's in full, full color. Uh, Kenneth Branagh plays Buddy uh, in, that, in that alternate ending. Um, and then uh, it, it kind of it kind of becomes very sentimental, very touching. Um, but at the same time, it becomes very preachy and very sort of like self-indulgent. And I thought, you know, you have to be such a good filmmaker and editor to leave that bit out of the movie because it's the most personal part of the movie because Kenneth Branagh is actually in it. Um, so that just made me think like, you know, that is like, that's masterful editing, right? The movie is so clean that you would leave one of the most important parts on the editing room floor just for the movie to function this way. Can I just say the only bit of Kenneth Branagh I needed in this film, other than the behind the scenes, was Buddy reading a Thor comic on a sidewalk. And I just thought, oh, oh yeah, that yeah. is the sweetest, <laughs> sweetest little touch. I don't think I need more than that. No, and the fact that the movie doesn't preach is very important, right? Because like we said, its backdrop is so, frankly, partisan, right? And so political mm. that having this stay a completely personal slice of life story feels to me like the only way to do it. Ah, I just love this movie. How do we feel about the music? I loved it. Um, I love the combination of Van Morrison, but also sort of old standards and uh, then your Irish ditties. I, I thought that it set the mood perfectly. Oh, I, I added all the songs to Spotify like immediately after watching it. Uh, first on YouTube and then Spotify because you can't find all the songs on Spotify. But it's, they're so good. Like every time the music kicks in, it brings back that same vibe, right? It's The movie is so good at creating like a very specific kind of atmosphere that I haven't felt in other movies. And now when I hear those songs, I'm immediately going to think about Belfast. Like, immediately. You know, I don't want to hear it anymore about people can't make good movies in 90 minutes. 
Like, yes. like this movie yeah. really... We don't need a three-hour yeah. epic for every story. That's the thing. This movie really made me feel that way. As as I was watching it, recognizing that the running time is tight and being able to see, um, Arvin, like you said, the, the edits and the ways in which they're choosing to tell the story, I was just like, why do we always suffer through two hour, 20 minutes when we could just have this? And you can still get nominated for an Oscar, you guys. <laughs> like you don't need like two hours of people meandering. You don't need you don't need three hours of that, and you don't need to tell depressing stories. I think that's the that's the biggest thing about a depressing thing. But a you don't have to be left thing. feeling depressed. It can be black and white. It doesn't have. It can be bleak and black and white. But it can also have humor and comedy in it. That's the lesson here. <laughs> you know, last week, Arvin, you said that Nope is one of your favorite movies or your favorite movie that you've seen this year. Mm-hmm. I think for me, Belfast, acknowledging that it is not from this year was one of my favourite watching experiences. I just had such a great time. I think Belfast might be one of my favourite movies that I never watched last year. Um, it, I'm, I'm, I'm actually genuinely sad and I didn't watch it on the big screen and I 100% am going to rewatch. It's like easily top five. I think easily right. top five for me. If, if I had seen it like uh, in the cinema on a big screen, easily top three. All of which to say, we didn't get to watch it on the big screen, but you can watch it now. Um, It's out on HBO. It's so good. It's Belfast, uh, written and directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring, among others, Judi Dench, Katrina Balfe, Jamie Dornan, Kieran Hines, Jude Hill, of course. Let us know if you've watched it. If you plan to, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.